0: It's an amazing thing when we have almost full employment in this country. Do you realize that? We have almost full employment in this country. And you would think the media would be celebrating, the Democrats would be celebrating, the Republicans would be celebrating. Instead, it's ho-hum. Ho-hum and the recession's coming. But the recession's not coming according to the Federal Reserve Chairman. And all they keep talking about is a recession coming. Now, I guess I have to go through some of this. Because if I don't go through some of this, you're not going to see it on CNBC, on MSLSD, on the Constipated News Network, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. They want to downplay the economy. They want to talk down the economy. Because it's very, very important for the president's reelection, and very, very important for the country more broadly. Our friends at cnsnews.com, this is a real news site that Terry Jeffrey runs over there. The number of people employed in the United States hit a record, hello, a record in August, 157,878,000. The 21st record set under President Donald Trump, according to the employment report released today by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Wow. I know it has nothing to do with LGBTQ and climate change and nationalizing this and banning that. This is a big deal. That's an increase of 590,000 from the record employed in July, 157,228,000. The unemployment rate held steady at 3.7%. Ladies and gentlemen, that is as close to full employment as you can get. 3.7%. That is dynamic. That is incredible. For blacks, the unemployment rate dropped to a record low of 5.5%. For Hispanics, the unemployment rate was 4.2%. That ties the record low set earlier this year under Trump. The Democrats want to keep investigating the president. Now they want to investigate his investments, his properties. Stormy Daniels. I mean, are these people out of touch? Or what? I'd say, or what? Now let's look even more deeply, shall we? Yes, we shall. Our buddies at Breitbart. The unemployment rate for African Americans fell to the lowest level ever recorded in August, dropping from 6% to 5.5%. And one result, the persistent gap between white and black unemployment also narrowed to its smallest on record. The unemployment ratio has averaged around 2 to 1 or so for decades, meaning the black unemployment rate is typically twice the white unemployment rate. In good times, the unemployment rate of whites and blacks falls, but the gap remains. And in bad times the unemployment rate for whites and blacks rises. But black unemployment typically remains around twice that of white unemployment. Now, a year ago, the black unemployment rate stood at 6.6%. The white unemployment rate was 3.4%, meaning black unemployment was 185% of white unemployment. In August, the gap narrowed to 162%. It's the smallest gap ever, in records going back to January 1972. Why don't we celebrate these things? Why does the news always have to be so bleak and anti-American and anti-capitalism and racist? This is particularly remarkable because it comes at a time of remarkably low unemployment. Prior to the Trump era, hello, I said prior to the Trump era, The last time the gap fell below 170% was in August 2009 when the black unemployment rate was 14.8%. It's 5.5% now. 14.8%. And white unemployment rate was 8.9%. Back then the gap declined because white unemployment was increasing at a faster clip than the already sky-high black unemployment. And here we have all unemployment at record lows for whites for blacks for hispanics for asians in other words the decline in unemployment excuse me the decline in employment inequality now is undeniably the best on record because it comes in the context of falling unemployment now what about hispanic unemployment <clears throat> more from the great cns news the number of Hispanics and Latinos, I don't really know the difference, but there you have it, employed set a record high, high in August, as their national seasonally adjusted unemployment rate matched its record low of 4.2%, according to statistics from the Bureau of Labor Statistics this morning. In August, the unemployment rate for Hispanics and Latinos, aged 16 and up, was 4.2%, down from 4.5% in July, returning to a record low of 4.2% in April and May, which broke the record low of 4.3%, said two months early in February. BLS began tracking Hispanic-Latino employment data in 1973. The number of unemployed Hispanics fell by ninety-eight thousand. By ninety-eight thousand from July. This is incredible. This is incredible. The, the the incredible employment level of the American people across all aspects of our society. It's unbelievable. And by the way, Asian unemployment is even less than white unemployment. Even women unemployment. 3.4%. I mean, this is truly incredible. These numbers are incredible. And we should be celebrating them. The American economy, when let loose by a president and a Congress, a president slashing regulations, a president slashing taxes, Creating a healthy, vibrant economic environment has positive consequences for the American people. All American people. You know, they used to mock Reagan. Oh, Reaganomics. Reaganomics, yeah, created 25 million new jobs through his administration, Bush 41's administration, and even into Clinton's administration. Well, this is Trumponomics and he's doing very much the same thing these employment levels are historic they're record breaking record breaking we haven't seen this kind of thing ever ever and no he didn't inherit it from Obama Trump's policies has been completely opposite of Obama's this is Trumponomics and Trumponomics is working Now, Jerome Powell is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. I pointed out to you, I think it was last week, how the Federal Reserve cut rates repeatedly under Obama. We calculated what, Mr. Producer, eight times? And they raised rates continually under Trump, except for last month when they cut a measly uh, measly, uh, quarter of a point. And this is what has the president fuming. But we've been hearing now for a month with these unbelievable unemployment numbers and growth numbers that we're headed for a recession. We're headed for a recession because they want to talk down the economy. Hollywood is doing it. CNN is doing it. MSLSD is doing it. You know, all the usual uh, creeps. They're all doing it. But what did the Federal Reserve Chairman say today? Hat tip, CNBC, cut, 11, go.
2: Yeah, um, so we're not forecasting or expecting a recession. As I mentioned, uh, incoming data for the United States suggests that the most likely outcome outlook for the United States economy is still moderate growth, a strong labor market, and inflation continuing to move back up. I I went through the numbers. uh, I'll say a little more about the labor market. Payroll jobs are coming in at well above uh, the level that new people are entering the labor market. And that means that the labor market is still, still tightening at the margin. Um, by so many measures, the labor market continues to strengthen. So the consumer's in good shape. And, and really, there's, there's, uh, our, our main expectation is not at all that there'll be a recession.
0: Wow. Well, this isn't what we've been hearing for a month, is it? Is it? The media on all platforms... All platforms, every platform, has been shouting the word recession for a month. Shouting a word, but they won't give Trump any credit. They won't give Trump any credit. They won't give capitalism any credit. Instead, on and on and on about the wage gap. On and on about the rich and the poor. On and on with the Marxist pablum. That is regurgitated by the Democrats who want to be the nominee for president. That is regurgitated by the drama queens and the drama kings who call themselves journalists and anchormen and hosts. People in Hollywood urging, pushing, hoping for a recession, even though it would create hardship for tens of millions of people because they want Trump to take a fall. That's how sick they are. But the economy is chugging along, despite the best efforts of the left in the media, in entertainment, and in the Democrat Party. I thought you'd want to know. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's college. Nancy Pelosi's not happy with the economy. And here is uh, John Bennett at roll call. August is quirky. Trump's top economic advisor brushes off disappointing jobs report. A disappointing jobs report? Oh yes. They only created uh one hundred and thirty thousand non farm payroll jobs, less than most Wall Street estimates had had expected. Ladies and gentlemen, we're almost at full employment, which means there's only so many people who can fill so many jobs. That's what that means. That's what that means. So, you can't have 200, 210,000, 180,000 every single month, month after month after month after month. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Or maybe if we would start slashing some of the massive welfare state and requiring people to work, which of course the Democrats oppose and find racist or whatever although it's not just minorities who are on welfare, of course. Maybe that would help. No? No, you're not even allowed to talk about it. You're not even allowed to consider it. Want to hear some more positive news? I know. I know. We're supposed to be CNN and MSNBC and the rest and be pushing, depressing, bleak, negative all day in and day out. I'm going to get to this Alabama and hurricane thing in a minute, too which the media have, uh, of course, seized upon. This is from the Daily Wire, Hank Barron. A new poll has some astonishing news for those who keep seeing President Trump losing in polls in head-to-head competition with the leading Democratic Party presidential candidates. All three leading Democratic candidates, former Vice President Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, have lower favorability ratings than President Trump. Wow, I didn't see this on CNN or MSNBC. Shep, no. The in-depth, comprehensive poll from The Economist and YouGov, taken between September 1 and 3, showed 43% of respondents with a favorable response to Trump. 29% had a very favorable reaction. An additional 14% had a somewhat favorable response. Among the three leading Democrats, only 40% had a favorable reaction to Biden, with a paltry 17% having a very favorable reaction, and an additional 23% with a somewhat favorable reaction. Warren got a total of 39% of respondents giving her a favorable reaction, 20% of whom had very favorable reaction, and 19% with a somewhat favorable reaction. Sanders got the most favorable reaction of the three top candidates as he barely edged out Biden with 41%. In other words, Trump has a significantly higher overall favorable reaction poll number, than the three leading Democrats. Another piece of evidence with good news from Trump, asked whether their candidate would defeat or lose to Trump in 2020. Biden was 10% underwater, with 32% of voters agreeing he would probably beat Trump, but 42% saying probably lose. Warren fared even worse, 16% underwater. 28% thought she would probably win, and 44% said no. Sanders brought up the rear, at 17% underwater, as 29% of voters thought he would probably win, but 46% said, no, we think he'll lose. Oh, and by the way, Kamala Harris, like far behind the top three, a whopping 24% underwater. That is differential with Trump. Voters 45 and older clearly preferred Trump to the Democrats. 46% of those aged 45 to 64 gave him a favorable rating, with 54% of those over 65 felt the same way. Younger voters skewed harder to the left. The fact that older voters skewed toward Trump is significant, considering the poll found that they are paying far more attention to the election than younger voters. Another interesting factoid, despite the fact that all other leading candidates trailed Trump, and there are a plethora of other candidates behind them doing even worse When asked if they were satisfied with the Democratic candidates running for president, a staggering 85% of Democrats said yes. Wow, what are they drinking? In addition, 63% of Democrats said they were more interested in a candidate who could defeat Trump than one agreed with them on most issues. That's pretty positive, I would say, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to be a Pollyanna today. I'm just trying to present you with objective news, the objective truth. No Jim Acosta here. I'll be right back. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days but I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at LevinForHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com
3: Mark Levin,
4: tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You
0: know, Stefan Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and Bitts They've all but destroyed late-night TV. They're not funny. They have a phalanx of comedy writers, and they're predictably left. And besides, Stephen Colbert is an amateur proctologist. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? He is. Stephen Colbert is an amateur proctologist. Just ask him next time you see him. He, they, they're all worked up because the president mentioned showed a map where Dorian might hit, threaten Alabama. Might threaten Alabama. Now, where might he have gotten an idea like that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it wasn't that long ago where he would have gotten it from CNN. Listen to
4: this. Go. But there are many states that are under threat right now, Derek. At least
5: six. From the Carolinas right through Georgia coastline into Florida, certainly and then also, even into the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana, Alabama, 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 Mississippi, you need to be on
3: the lookout.
0: My goodness, I think I heard Alabama there. Don Lemon and their hotshot meteorologist or climatologist or weatherman. This is CNN. So CNN reported that this hurricane could well hit Louisiana, possibly Alabama, and they're mocking the president of the United States. As Tyler O'Neill reports at PJ Media on Thursday, Twitter lit up with the hashtag SharpiePresident as people mocked the president for drawing a circle around the path for Hurricane Dorian, showing the hurricane threatening the great state of Alabama. The memes are hilarious, but the hurricane really did threaten Alabama, as Rear Admiral Peter J. Brown said in a letter defending the president. In fact, the Alabama National Guard mobilized for the hurricane days before Trump's infamous Sharpie snafu. Now, that could be that they were watching CNN. Always a mistake. On Wednesday president shared the original projections to which someone added a circle and sharpie to emphasize the threat to alabama now the president doesn't claim that dorian was still headed toward alabama only that the original projections suggested it would be this is again from pj media president told the new york times he didn't know who added the sharpie circle to the map liberals rushed to mock the president on twitter however sharing memes about president sharpie Acosta attacked. Stephen Colbert attacked. Naya Malaika Henderson, whatever, she attacked. Yet Trump tweeted maps showing that the hurricane was projected to hit Alabama. Rear Admiral Peter J. Brown, Trump's Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor, released a statement explaining the president's position. He said, as the Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor, I briefed President Donald J. Trump multiple times, concerning the position, forecast risks, and federal government preparations for and response to Hurricane Dorian, Brown wrote. He noted that Trump's comments on September 1 were based on that morning's Hurricane Dorian briefing, which included the possibility of tropical storm force winds in southeastern Alabama. In fact, he writes, from the evening of Tuesday, August 27 until the morning of September 2, forecasts from the National Hurricane Center showed the possibility of tropical storm-force winds hitting parts of Alabama. And yet perhaps the most important piece of evidence came from the Alabama National Guard itself. The state's National Guard started mobilizing for Hurricane Dorian because the storm was projected to hit their state. Hurricane Dorian is projected to reach southern Alabama by the early part of the week. We're watching closely and ready to act. Are you? That's the statement of the Alabama National Guard. They tweeted it out. Now, if the National Guard in Alabama was mobilizing for Hurricane Dorian, Trump was right to say that the original projections suggested Alabama would face the fallout. So this whole phony effort to constantly degrade the president on matters small and big, to constantly smear and mock him in an attempt to humiliate him, is a farce. Is a farce. Meanwhile, you have Joe Biden walking, talking, moron. And they find him to be quaint and old-fashioned and just he's a good guy, that Joe Biden, you know. Of course, he's not, never was and never will be. But this whole thing about Trump and the hurricane, you even have some conservatives, some some never-Trumpers or former never-Trumpers, whatever they are today, doing the same thing. This is where you can really tell the men from the boys, the women from the girls. You can join in with the mob or you can say, wait a minute, let me me look at this. The president wouldn't just do something to do it. Let's take a look at this. And when you look at it, you see how rational he is and what he did. And how irrational Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and bits are. Again, Stephen Colbert, an amateur proctologist. Jimmy Kimmel and bits, a low IQ failed comedian. Somehow gets a big show. And these guys have destroyed, as I said, late night TV where we used to have really good people like Johnny Carson. And others. But not these lightweights. Real lightweights. Uh, entertainment is a joke these days. I'll give you another example. More on CNN. CNN has a bad day every day. Have you noticed that? CNN is a bad day every day. Again, from the Daily Wire. This is a great website. The new Wall Street Journal report disputes CNN's claim that the recent Odessa, Texas assailant, that is a mass murderer, purchased his weapon in a private sale claiming that law enforcement officials have indicated the weapon was sold by an illegal manufacturer. So what's happening here, including with the lieutenant governor of Texas, who's uh, dancing around now, if we close the gun show loophole, that is, private sales or gifts, father to son, cousin to cousin, those sorts of things, this would never happen. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So the lieutenant governor of Texas is obviously swayed by CNN and the left. Law enforcement officials said they've identified a person of interest that they suspected of illegally manufacturing and selling the rifle used in Saturday's mass shooting in West Texas. You understand? Illegally manufacturing. That's the beginning and the end of it. The Wall Street Journal reported this. I guess CNN can't read. While private gun sales are legal under federal law, it is a crime to be in the business of manufacturing or selling guns without a license. Law enforcement officials suspect the man was buying various gun parts to build his own guns and then reselling them. CNN's Josh Campbell, former assistant to disgraced former FBI Director James Comey, reported that the assailant had purchased the weapon in a private sale. CNN's Jake Tapper, who used to be the mouthpiece for handgun controlling, tweeted the claim, writing, a law enforcement official tells CNN's Josh Campbell that the Odessa, Texas mass murder purchased his weapon in a private sale, which does not require a background check. The Wall Street Journal noted that the 36-year-old assailant, quote, was prohibited under federal law from owning a firearm because a court had previously found him mentally unfit, law enforcement officials previously said. He had tried to buy a gun in January 2014, but failed because a nationwide criminal background check system flagged the mental health determination by a local court and prevented the purchase, according to the officials. Of course, the CNN coverage was highly misleading, deserving at least a clarification, said David Harsani. This guy's really sharp, Federalist senior editor. And honestly, I'm not sure why this Wall Street Journal piece keeps harping on the words private sale when it was an illegal sale from every angle. Dana Lash commented, Dana Loesch rather, the good Dana. Illegal private sale, criminal act, not loophole. Washington Free Beacon, Second Amendment-centric reporter, Stephen Gadowowski, noted some of the gray areas in the law that apply to this case, but clarified that what the guy in the Wall Street Journal story is accused of doing is blatantly illegal. It was an illegal sale, an illegal manufa- manufacture, an illegally manufactured gun. CNN is well known for sometimes disseminating deeply politicized information about firearms, writes Ryan, including its hosting pro-gun control town hall events and running emotionally manipulative segments. So they run pro-gun control events, climate change crisis events. L, what is it? LGBTQ events. Kind of a news operation is this? The point is, it's not. It's not. Ready for one more? Oh, I'm armed and deadly today. No, no, no. I mean with facts and information. Edie Scary over there at the Washington Examiner. Yes, I pull these together like a good prosecutor. We have a full brief. CNN's Brian Kareem should be an embarrassment to the entire White House press corps. Now, so should the Obama federal district judge in Washington, D.C., who ruled that this thug who was threatening physical violence at a White House press event has a First Amendment right to be at the White House press events, and his 30 day suspension is unconstitutional. These judges are liars, they're crackpots. They're social activists. This has nothing to do with the First Amendment or freedom of the press. You don't get to yell fire in a crowded theater, said one Supreme Court justice 120 years ago. And you don't get to threaten people with physical violence in the Rose Garden either, Mr. Judge. Brian Kareem recently had his White House press pass suspended for a month after he ranted and raved like a lunatic in the Rose Garden, suggesting a fight with a former administration official, our buddy Sebastian Gorka. This week, a judge forced the White House to reinstate Kareem's press credentials. This is an outrageous violation of separation of powers. This has nothing to do with the First Amendment. You could almost feel the world stop spinning at the very moment. Uh, Back in July, Kareem got into a cringe-inducing shouting match with former White House aide Sebastian Gorg in the middle of an official event. The spectacle should have embarrassed not just CNN, where Kareem is a contributor, but every other report in the White House press pool. And it goes on. How the hell is a president supposed to have some level of decorum when the press is out of control, Jim Acosta and this clown? And how the hell can a federal judge reach into the White House and on the White House lawn and tell the president he must do this sort of thing? And here's the irony. You want to know the irony, Mr. Producer? How many cameras are in the federal courthouse of that federal district judge that ruled that this violated the First Amendment Freedom of the press, not one. You see, ladies and gentlemen, our courtrooms, federal courthouses, don't allow photographs, videos, or television cameras. I happen to think that's a good idea, but how does Mr. Judge Obama appointee explain himself? That is another branch of government. Don't the people have a right to know? Don't have people have a right to watch their federal judges, lifetime appointees? Apparently not. What if Mr. Kareem walked into that courthouse and said, I have a constitutional First Amendment, freedom of the press right, and damn it, I've got my TV camera here. And then adds, you jerk judge. What would the judge say then? He's allowed to be here? What about the decorum? Doesn't matter. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimis.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's I M P R I M I S. Hillsdale.edu. Welcome to Hillsdale. Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Life, Liberty, and Levin. One of the most important in the top five, maybe in the top three, Dr. Robert Epstein. If you care about the future of this country and this upcoming election, and the role Google plays in trying to influence it for the Democrat Party and the left, you really better watch this. One full hour with this gentleman. And when he first spoke out a few weeks ago, he came under brutal attack by Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and the media. So I strongly encourage you to watch it or TiVo it or whatever. 10 p.m. Sunday night Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's a crucial, crucial program. Also, have you signed up for my podcast? You know it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. Here's what you do. You go to marklevinshow.com. That's our mothership website, marklevinshow.com. Click on Audio Rewind at the middle top of the homepage. Audio Rewind. It's that simple. It takes you to the podcast page. And then you choose what kind of podcast platform you want. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and so forth. Now, some of you might say, you know, I, I don't know how to do all this stuff. If you just do what I said, it's that simple. Go to marklevinshow.com. I'm no technology expert either. Click on Audio Rewind at the middle top of the page. You'll go to the podcast page, which is set up very simply. And then you'll link to, you'll click on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, whatever. People love the podcast because if we're preempted by sports or if we're taped delayed or whatever, you become your own program director. Or if you just happen to miss it. Well, if you prefer to listen to the radio or my podcast when you're exercising or driving in the morning, download it. You're going to love it. I know you will. Finally, what are we going to do this weekend, Mr. Producer? Those who don't have a copy, even now, of On Freedom of the Press, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time to secure it. What do half a million other people know that, that you don't know? Well, Mark, I already have a copy. Okay. How about a family member? One of your kids in college. Maybe a parent. Maybe a spouse. Maybe a a co-worker. we got to spread the word, folks. As they like to say, this is an existential threat. These people dressed up as journalists are destroying freedom of the press. On Freedom of the Press. Amazon.com. See you in a minute. 3811 Do you realize there's thousands of people missing on the Bahamas islands? Thousands of people missing. A category 5. That it means sustained winds of 185 miles an hour, sustained. With gusts of up to 210 to 220 miles an hour. Massive waves have to be 20, 25 feet high. Very little can withstand that. Very little can withstand that. And if you're in the way of that, I don't care what you've built. It's hard to survive, and these horrific stories are now coming out of the Bahamas. Now, what took place there? This was a very slow-moving hurricane, as you've heard over and over again. And it sat there. And those people are suffering. And I have to say... The Bahamas have a lot in common with the United States. The Beautiful people there. Very, very welcoming people. I've been to the Bahamas many times. Over the decades. It's very close to the East Coast. People from Florida take boats there all the time. And just horrific. So... I don't know, mister Producer, is there any any particular way that we can provide aid? We should we should dig into this and look. Not for any of these phony front operations, you know what I mean. Some legitimate. We'll look into this as I'm on the air. We may have to wait till Monday, unfortunately, because I just thought about it. But watching these pictures in this video it's enough to turn your stomach. Absolutely blown away these people. And really nothing they could do. There was nowhere for them to go. These are islands. <clears throat> Where are they going to go? And just put yourself in their shoes. They've got nothing. Family members missing. Little kids. Some entire families. Just imagine the fear in there. Anyway. We'll look into this in the next hour or two, and see what we can find, but I'm not going to uh, post anything or promote anything that I'm not 100% certain about. Now, uh, what can I tell you? Andrea Mitchell's at MSNBC. I've seen her at various events. I don't know her, other than to meet her. She's gotten worse and worse over the decades, as I've told you before. I remember when she was a cub reporter in Philadelphia and the way she would chase after Frank Rizzo, and that got her national attention, Frank Rizzo having been the police chief and then mayor of Philadelphia. And she was quite the uh, drama queen then, and she's quite the drama queen now. I don't find her to be particularly smart or substantive or anything of that sort. Her husband, yes, but not her. So she's on MSNBC yesterday with uh, General Mattis. Now, I have to be honest with you. Uh, We have not reached out to General Mattis to come on any of my platforms. Why? I don't mind somebody resigning from an administration. I don't much like the way he did it. Uh, And yet they try and goad him into attacking the president and he won't do it. He has been very critical of Obama and Biden and how we withdrew from Iraq. And, you know, they fired him. They removed him. That is Mattis. So let's listen to this. Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC yesterday trying to get Mattis to attack Trump. And let me ask you this. Is this the role of a reporter, too? The answer is no, of course. Cut one, go.
6: You stood out from that whole group of people who were all praising the great leader. What What was going through your mind that day? How did you feel? The great leader, again, of
0: course, being Trump. That's, that's her way of comparing him to a megalomaniac genocidal killer, uh, un in North Korea, who they call the great leader. So now she uses that name to define Trump. But it's Andrea Mitchell. What do you want? Go ahead.
6: How did you feel when your cabinet ally and colleague, Rex Tillerson, was fired on Twitter?
2: Well... Uh, I, I, I won't get into the political assessments. Not political. Uh, however, well, just the human,
6: I, your human reaction,
2: Washington D.C., business as usual.
6: Well, being fired on Twitter is not business as usual for a Secretary of State. But moving on to leadership and reading. Let, Let me-
0: listen to her. It's, it's just so appalling what's happened to uh, the press in this country, and and this is actually rewarded. You know, people are celebrated for making comments like this. Go ahead.
6: Appendix devoted to your reading list, Mm -hmm. and you write uh, compellingly about when you were at the War College, and you know, you you really absorbed the importance of reading. Um, You write that reading doesn't give you all the answers, but it lights what is often a dark path ahead. Mm -hmm. Your personal library has thousands, thousands, maybe 7,000 books in it. Um, What does it say about a chief executive who does not read? I'm just speaking hypothetically. You
0: you hear this? What does it say about a chief executive? What did Obama read? Really quite amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to frustrate you here. I'm no, not no, going I'm going to done comment. ask him.
6: I'm asking you about the importance of reading yeah. for a CEO, for a chief executive, for a commander.
2: You know, sergeants get a reading list. Majors get a reading list when they make major. Generals, when you make general, you're handed a new list of books you've got to go read. You're not considered Maybe someone complete. should
6: give one to a commander-in-chief, and starting with call sign chaos. But I'll move on and ask you about whether you slow-walked some of the decisions. No.
0: Good Lord. She's using the opportunity of interviewing Mattis to trash trump. We have a hurricane, they trash trump we have a mass killing they trash trump it uh, uh, It's really quite uh incredible i'm I'm hoping that there's enough Americans out there, you know red blooded Americans out there who watch this day in and day out. Watch these ridiculous town hall events on CNN. Listen to Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC. Watch this uh, pathetic Joe Scarborough. Unfortunately, there's not enough who do, but maybe word of mouth, maybe as I play it, who say, you know what? We've had enough of these people. I've told this story before. My mother and father voted for Barry Goldwater in 1964. Obviously, they were Jewish. I'm Jewish. And, fairly young, they lived in a basement apartment in Philadelphia, they were not, they didn't have a lot of money. And, of course, they wouldn't be expected, would they, to vote for Barry Goldwater. And I told my dad, I asked my dad, why did you vote for Barry Goldwater? He wasn't politically active, but he paid attention. He said, because I knew all that BS, but he didn't say BS, he used the words The BS that the Democrats and the media were saying about Goldwater couldn't be true. So I voted for him. I hope there's enough Americans out there who listen to this day in and day out and say, you know what? What's being done here is unbelievable. We now have Jerry Nadler coming back to Washington, D.C., Elijah Cummings coming back to Washington, D.C., to conduct more Soviet-style investigations about jokes the president made and pardoning people at DHS if they put the wall up, about the president's businesses, about the vice president's decision to stay in a Trump facility, about the Doral as a possible location for the next G7. It just never ends. And I'm hoping, and I have to believe, that there's enough Americans who think and feel like Americans do. Who think and feel like Americans do. That this is unacceptable to try and handicap and burden a president this way? To try and destroy a presidency this way? I mean, don't most of you agree with 80, 90% of what the president's doing? Some of you agree with everything the president's doing. It's hard to agree with everything anybody's doing, but that's a significant percentage of what he's doing. So they're attacking him because they're attacking his agenda and they're attacking his supporters, you. They hate you. They despise you. CNN has completely given up on you. They have no expectation that you're going to watch their network, and they don't care. MSNBC, exactly the same thing. New York Times and Washington Post, no that their readership is the kook base of the Democrat Party, and this is more and more the case. Stephen Co. Burke and Jimmy Kimmel and Bitz, they have decided, same thing. They're only going to appeal to the crackpot knucklehead base of the Democrat Party, and write off all the rest. And they're perfectly fine with that. That's what's taking place. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Levin.
0: Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Oakland Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown threatened violence against his team's general manager, and the team is doing nothing about it. On Wednesday, Brown had a heated exchange with Raiders GM Mike Mayock where he unleashed a barrage of foul language and went as far as threatening to punch Mayock in the face. The exchange came because Mayock was unhappy that Brown had posted a part of a letter the GM sent him on social media. The letter had to do with the $54,000 the team fined him for a pair of unexcused absences from practice during training camp. Although the Raiders asked Brown to not come to practice on Thursday, it appeared as though... They could void the wide receivers' contract. They changed their attitude. After Brown apologized on Friday, the team decided they were not going to discipline him at all. As the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport tweeted, Instead, Brown will be playing in the team's opener this Monday. Letting Brown's inexcusable action slide, the Raiders are making a big mistake. This is written from the Washington Examiner. setting an awful precedent. Well... Some were also irked that Brown called Mayock a cracker in the spat. Although the term does not have nearly the same weight as the N-word does when used against black Americans, even so paired with a violent threat. and the other bad language you use, it's certainly not a great look. I don't understand these guys. They're paid a damn fortune. And they conduct themselves this way. When you sign a contract, when you put your name on a dotted line, and another person puts a name on a dotted line, and you make representations to each other on terms and conditions, and you agree to apply one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years of your life to a project, to a team, to whatever it is. You have every expectation, and should, that the other party is going to conduct themselves with honor and dignity. That they're not going to constantly pull your change. Or change the business model. Or threaten you, or whatever it is. And you have every right to stand up and say enough is enough. And in this case, that's what the Oakland Raiders should be doing. <clears throat> and I've signed enough contracts in my life to know when people are conducting themselves honorably and when people are trying to screw you. And in this case, the Oakland Raiders folded. But as a general matter, for all you folks out there, when you sign a contract and you apply what limited time you have in your career and in your life to a project, to a company, to an individual, whatever they pay you, and those terms and conditions are violated, that's an abomination. That's dishonorable. It's immoral. The Oakland Raiders allowed it to take place. You should not. Just a life's lesson. You should not. Stand up for yourselves. Let's go to Chuck San Antonio, Texas. Sirius Satellite, where you once had a Mayor Castro, as I recall.
3: Good hey, Mark, how are you?
0: All right, how are you, sir?
3: Hanging in there. I just want to make a... Pretty quick comment in regards to what you were talking about. I was going to touch earlier there. If there's any people out there that not going to be listening to all this garbage that's going on with the Democratic Party. But in a nutshell, by um, myself, my son and daughter and their spouses uh, back in 08 pretty much got fooled by Barack Obama. It turned out to be a snake oil salesman.
0: So you're Democrats.
3: Uh, I was pretty much leaning that way, yes, sir. But um, I, I like what he had to say. Unfortunately, I'm kind of embarrassed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time went on, though, I could see that things weren't going the way they were supposed to then going. By what he was saying, nothing was happening. You know, the red line and the sand, all that garbage between Clinton and Kerry, those two hacks. Yeah. And um, as it came to 2016, I really wasn't sure where I stood on all that. You know, I, did, I figured I'd give Donald Trump a try, and I did. And I'm very happy that we all did. And, um, and needless to say, we're we're on this route. We're going to stay this route, but. um
0: it's going to be I a hell of a going to fight, fight there's Chuck. To
3: be a lot more people, sir. Going
0: to, there's going to be a hell of a fight here.
3: I know there is, but I, I think uh, you sound a lot of people short, not yourself. But I mean, just I think the overall situation, everybody's selling everybody short. We're a lot smarter out here
0: and a lot of people. I, I I know, but you know, it's like a military operation. Politics is really no different in the end, without the violence, typically. And that is, you must be organized, you must be strategic, and you must get out your troops. You can't just say people are smarter and people are the. You got to get out your troops. You got to get out family members and friends and co workers because God knows the other side is doing everything humanly possible to do that, plus cheat.
3: I can't just believe what they've been saying uh, for the last five, six years or four years plus on Trump. I just don't believe it. They never even gave this guy a chance.
0: No. They were after, a... him, after him the moment he announced. And look, I've gotten to know him, he's really smart. He's charismatic. He's got a great sense of humor. Uh, he's he's, uh, he's he's ten steps ahead of most people, and the media treat him like he's mentally ill. He's unhinged. He's got a dictatorship complex. They're projecting onto him their own mental uh, frailties.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing how they really do treat him. But uh, one last thing, I would like to get out there, um, it's in regards to this Julian Castro since i local in San Antonio, this hack. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's been known in the media much, but back in 2018, we had a, a killing here in San Antonio. A young, a young boy uh, was killed by an illegal uh, felon. And uh, basically, uh, they just sucking it in on the tail end of a newscast, uh, newscast here uh, that, uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get a hold of the parents
0: All right, my friend. Unfortunately, I have to go. That music means heartbreak at the bottom of the hour. I appreciate your input. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN.
1: The only constitutional lawyer you can see today for free. No appointment necessary. Just call him at 877-381-3811.
0: The good, the true, the beautiful. Now think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? Folks, it starts with the right kind of education. Now, this kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, from literature to history to theology. It's called a core curriculum. Sadly, that's not the case today. But I can tell you about one place where young people actually study like this. It's the finest college in America, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that every student takes, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue. The core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N, for Levin, for L-E-V-I-N for You've heard me talk about this for years. They are a magnificent sponsor. Have you gone to that site yet? Curious? I would be. Levin for Hillsdale.com. L E V I N for Hillsdale.com. All right, let's take a few more calls. Gerald, Los Angeles, California, Sirius Satellite. Go. You're on, sir. Go. I guess Gerald's not there. Brian, Detroit, Michigan, XM Satellite. Go.
5: Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks a lot for pushing Hillsdale College. We're proud of it. And I'm 60. I've pushed your word out to some young guys I was uh, helping out, uh, and they have availed themselves to Hillsdale, and it's opened up their minds, so your word does work.
0: I'll hey, tell you, that they are they are fantastic how they reach out to the American people, far beyond their campus.
5: Hey, and your word, putting it out, works, because I've pushed it out, and the young Thank guys you. are starting to look at it, uh, and it helps them, and it helps them open up their mind and get back to the Constitution. And that's what uh, endeared to me. But the biggest thing is it gets left behind in the, the whole shuffle of everything is I truly believe when I mention these names, of course, you know them well. But you can start out with Mueller, but certainly Timothy Geithner, Sean Hendry, at CrowdStrike, who used to work mm-hmm. for Mueller, last big promotion. And what I'm saying is uh, Rosenstein and Perkins Coy with Mark Elias, the whole Democratic Party.
0: Well, a, you really know this very good.
5: I do. I've been watching. I did uh, not to brag on myself, but I held a top secret clearance in the Navy, compartmentalized. You know what I'm talking about. So I do know a little bit about a little uh, things. Uh, uh, this uh, this this is the protection of all of that, Mark. And I think we know that. Uh, some should turn to Schweitzer's book, uh, but I could see it all unfolding right where it was at, and it even goes back to Obama as far as he specifically did not have an inspector general at the State Department the first time in our history.
0: First time And by the history. way, he would fire inspectors general who he disagreed with. A lot of these departments didn't have inspector generals.
5: There you go. But at the State Department with Hillary, my God, you got to be kidding. Not You're the right Inspector on. General. It, it, it needs to be pushed out. And this is the protection of that. And I would have to say in the near what's going on right now is they're trying to protect this Patriot Act, I would have to say. And that's what they're trying to do. Well, you know him. what?
0: I've made the point I think about a year or so ago that since they, uh, the FISA court was such a failure and it really was given birth in the late 70s. Uh, it needs to be abolished if it can't be reformed, because we can't have a secret court with lifetime judges, most of whom we don't know, who are appointed to these uh, positions, where the government makes a case and judges fail to read the files or fail to to take a serious look at, uh, at these cases. They just kind of rubber stamp them. And I say this because nobody's been held in contempt. There hasn't even been an evidentiary hearing. I've been calling for this for years now. And these judges are not, uh, are not holding up uh, the rule of law. So if we can't do it, they need to go.
5: There you go, Mark. Hey, keep pushing it. It works. I'm 60. I'm near We're near the same group. But you got 20-year-olds starting to pay more attention. It's because
0: of you, man. Well, you're very, very kind. God bless you, buddy. God bless you. Let's continue. David. Cashers, North Carolina, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please.
7: Hey, brother, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm all right. Well, with you? Thank you. How are you? Oh, if I was any better, there'd be two of me talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just called in to give you a good report. Go for it. Yes, sir. We got we got a place up here in Western North Carolina, up in the mountains. Areas, Silva, North Carolina, and and Cashers, North Carolina, where I live, and, and uh, up here in Highlands, North Carolina. Yeah. These people up in here used to be, I mean, sold-out Democrat. Sold-out. I mean, you start talking about anything about a Republican, and you may as well just go find a shed to hide in.
0: Now, are these rural areas, I guess?
7: Rural areas, and there's some towns here, but it's, they're real down-home America. You know, mm-hmm. people yep. have patriotism here. And the switch that has been made here is incredible toward Trump. Mm-hmm. You can't hardly talk to anybody that is uh, not for Trump anymore. You just They're all for Trump. And the ones that you should run into that may not be for Trump... You wouldn't want to talk to them anyway because they're walking around with old grumpy pants on. (laughs) Well, at least they have
0: pants on. That helps.
7: Generally unsociable. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, as far as western North Carolina and the mountains up here and the thousands and millions of people that live throughout these mountains and going on up into the Appalachians, things are looking good for Trump. And we're just going to continue to push the ball.
0: Thank you, my friend. Good to hear from you, David. Joe Scarborough, a.k.a. the banjo player kid, the inbred from Deliverance, and his lovely wife, of course, they host this morning show, you may not know this because nobody else does, on MSLSD. And uh, he was really into this Hurricane Donald Trump Alabama thing. Cut five, go.
3: Donald Trump. Bizarrely enough, was focused on a Sharpie doodle that he had done several days before. Uh, and there are, of course, the whole world is watching. There are
4: consequences in Russia and China and Saudi Arabia and across the world. Leader seems.
0: You know, I'd rather have my fingernails pulled out than watch this guy. Really, I don't watch him. Here's the audio. Talk about a narcissist. An egomaniac, you know. People all over the world, and, he, and he's so dramatic. The Sharpie Doodle. Consequences, you know. People all over the world, they watch this man, you know. Go ahead.
4: This detached and this unstable, emotionally.
0: Yes, he's detached and emotionally unstable. You know what, USOB? Every damn day you show up in that pathetic studio playing to your left-wing crowd for money, for money. You used to support Trump. You supported him all through the Republican primary. Used to meet with him privately, you and your sidekick, Mrs. Ed McMahon. Now look at you. You're a disgrace. You're disgusting. People who see you at airports or public events, they can't stand you, can they? Except the libs run up to you. Joe! Joe, you're so good! Thank you so much. Thank you. But trust me, Joe, the vast majority of people you, you meet and see can't stand you. Because you're dishonorable. You're immoral. You're unethical. In so many ways, Joe. Boy, if somebody really did, Joe Scarborough, this is your life that would ruin you, wouldn't it, Joe? Yeah, I think it would. Because you're emotionally unstable and you're detached. You're mentally unhinged. Why am I using these phrases? Because you use them about the president. If I were you like you, Joe, and thank God I'm nothing like you, I'd call you neo-Nazi-like and Hitlerian, like you've called our president. But I'm nothing like you, Joe, so I won't do that. You really are... A disgrace, but that's why you're on MSLSD with the great Andrea Mitchell. Every reprobate that they can find, they give a show to, or they call journalist. Al Sharpton, you proud of Al Sharpton, Joe? You are. Very proud. Proud to be on that network, Joe? With Chris Matthews? I'll have another drink, Chris. A Rachel Maddow conspiracy nut? Or Chris Hayes, moron extraordinaire. Right down the list. Right down the list of the reprobates. And of course you, Joe. You. The things you say are so putrid and vile. You're an embarrassment. But you can't control yourself. Let us go to Dan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, XM Satellite. Go! Thank you, Mark. I you bet. F- I firmly believe
8: that the Democratic presidential candidates would have to, um, by virtue of our dear president, hammering every day, should be a debate or have a discussion with the men like you, maybe Larry Elder and a few others. And they would be shamed into doing it if they wouldn't do it, because we all know they're afraid to, to sit in front of you and answer intelligent questions. That's Listen, a so I can't get a
0: single one of them on any of my shows. But, I can't but get any of them.
8: Our president has the bully pulpit, and he can hammer him every day on Twitter and on a And do what? Well, he would say, you're afraid. You're incompetent. You You can't defend your positions. You will not appear before half of the country who voted for me because you know you can't answer the questions. And you're incompetent, wow. and you're not only that, you're un, you're not intelligent.
0: He certainly has appeared on more of their platforms than they have appeared on ours. Wouldn't you agree?
9: Yeah.
0: And this guy de Blasio, he has his shtick down. He talks over the hosts. I've now watched it. He talks over them. He lies about his record in New York. You know what I would say to de Blasio, or a.k.a. de Cameo, which is a much better name for the fool? I would ask him a question that nobody seems to want to ask him. Tell me, Mayor to you know why do the cops hate your guts? Why do the cops hate your guts
8: i I think that our president has an unprecedented unprecedented amount of um power from the you know from Twitter and from getting in front of the American people and saying these people will not answer the hard questions and hammer them. They would have to respond because even our local looney Tune leftist media here in Minneapolis, they report what our president says on Twitter.
0: All right, my friend. You must be very proud of uh, Ileana Omar. <laughs> she Where's her brother room. these days? You know, the one that she allegedly married? Is anybody getting to the bottom of that? They're trying. A how, come, how come Joe Scarborough has no interest in that? Can you tell me, sir?
8: Well, because she's a
0: phony. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I shall return. Much love in. 833 RING B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, levin.com N.com, or call 833 RING B H N, promo code Levin. Do you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? When a home security system's triggered, a lot of the time the police assume it's a false alarm. Do you know why? Most of the time it is. But not with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology which helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break-in is happening, giving police precise information about where an intruder is in a home and whether they're armed so they have all the information they need to get there faster and catch a criminal ASAP Simply Safe also protects every door window and room with 24-7 professional monitoring they make it easy on you there's no contract or hidden fees or fine print it's won a ton of awards from CNET to wire and so forth prices are always fair and honest round the clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month and for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal right now. Go to simplysafemark.com and get free shipping and a money back guarantee. But you have to go to simplysafemark.com right now. That's simplysafemark.com. Little Independence, Missouri, Sirius Satellite, go.
10: Hi Mark, thank you so much for taking my call. You're um welcome. I'm gonna I've got notes, I'm gonna try to keep this brief. Um something I was following up on I called last night and I was following up on your comments and your things with Castro and more climate education in school. Quickly, I have been a teacher for the past nineteen years. I moved from the Silicon Valley, California, just about eight weeks ago to independence, Missouri. Um, I had—I'd like to say—I escaped from there. Um, this whole thing with more climate education in school—I um, cannot tell you how much I disagree with it. You were talking last night, and uh, you mentioned and you played the things about carbon dioxide. I I was teaching fifth grade for the past nine years. Photosynthesis, carbon dioxide. You nailed it on the head when you said any fifth grader knows the difference. It's not a poisonous gas. It's essential to the plant life cycle. I I love that you call people out. Two years ago, I had kind of gotten in contact with a friend uh, who lives in the Kansas City area, and he asked me once, have you heard of Mark Levin? And I said, no, I hadn't. Told me about Breitbart. I listened to you. I immediately started getting your books i'm a history major my emphasis is industrialization to the cold war wow to hear the things that i'm hearing when you talk i just i'm like yes 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 (laughs) i agree i agree how can we even think how are we not teaching this and we're not teaching this mr levin in school we're not right now i so i taught at a private school And I I have to say, I was a bit sheltered. I heard different things. I'm currently subbing, which is a whole different thing, in the public schools.
0: Mm. And I
10: don't want to talk bad about the public schools and things, but...
0: I only have a few seconds.
10: I'm so sorry. You know, I I just completely support you. I bought your father's book, Police.
0: Well, listen Uh, to me. You're very, very kind. Do not hang up. I want to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. You're very, very kind. If you already have a copy... Give it to somebody else. I want to send you a signed copy. Thank you for your wonderful call, Roberta. I much appreciate it. Moses, my man, Moses, North Bergen County, New Jersey, the great WABC. How are you, brother? I am doing outstanding, Mark. How about yourself? Very well, thank you. And anybody, everybody, I've met Moses. This is one strong, tough young man. Go right ahead. (laughs) That's right. Don't forget my dog. Your doggy, too.
9: <laughs>
8: yeah, so, Mark, you know, the one thing, just like I spoke to you briefly at that event over there by Richard Park, which is awesome, the one thing I feel just looking at this from the outside is the fact that there are no ideas that are being exchanged. There are no positions being defended, and there's no debate that's taking place. So mm-hmm. what needs to happen is that the president, I feel, he has a perfect opportunity. And we can talk about climate. We can talk about crime. We can talk about immigration. You can pick your topic. On a daily basis, these ideas are being attacked and the right being attacked. That White House press briefing room, can you imagine how powerful it will be if we had the members of ICE, the union leadership, or the immigration?
0: You're saying get people in there and engage on the substance. Very good point, Moses. We'll be right back. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811 on the Joe Biden Watch. Joe Biden, now notice Joe Scarborough, we'll never say he's mentally unhinged, but is he? That is Joe Biden? Here's Joe Biden today. If I may, cut to go.
4: I'm the only guy that's beaten the NRA, and my state is a big gun-owning state because of honey. I'm the only guy that's beaten them twice. I got assault weapons banned for 10 years. It had to be reauthorized because of hanging chads in Florida. The last president said, no, I'm not going to reauthorize it.
0: Would the last president be Obama, Mr. Producer? I think this guy, uh, David Axelrod... Is Obama's mouthpiece. And he has about had it with Biden. He thinks, well, let me tell you what he says. This is from uh, the Free Beacon. Former Obama White House advisor David Axelrod said in a tweet Thursday that Joe Biden was distorting his own record to a damaging degree. Now, he's been hammering and hammering Biden. Now, the truth is, Axelrod's an old lefty red. So, you know, he'd much prefer to see, say, Elizabeth Warren or something. But nonetheless, linking to a Slate article about Biden's misleading remarks about when he began opposing the Iraq war, Axelrod wrote Biden was in danger of creating a harmful meme about his candidacy. But you won't hear about it on CNN or MSNBC. That sure is all true. It's one thing to have a well-earned rep for goofy, harmless gaffes, Axelrod tweeted. It's another if you serially distort your own record. And Joe Biden is in danger of creating a more damaging meme. Biden claimed in a recent NPR interview that he only voted to authorize President George W. Bush to use military force because Bush promised him it was only about getting weapons inspectors in Iraq. Biden claimed that once shock and awe began, he came out against the war. But NPR reported that Biden's claim was false. Got that, Scarborough? But the hurricane in Alabama, ooh. And here's what NPR reported. But in multiple public remarks made after the invasion began in 2003, Biden openly supported the effort. Biden publicly said his vote was a mistake as early as 2005, but not immediately when the war began in 2003. And so there he is. The real liar in the race, Joe Biden. But you know what? The left lies about everything. What they're going to do with health care and how everyone's going to just love it. It's going to be swell. Their policies are lies. Their policies are impossibilities, as a matter of fact. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know the Obama administration spied on the Israeli military? It's true. From the great Aaron Klein over at Breitbart. In the run-up to President Barack Obama's controversial nuclear deal with Iran, the U.S. military, under the Obama administration, reportedly used American spy satellites to monitor Israel Defense Force actions out of concern that the Jewish state would strike Iran's nuclear program. The detail was contained in an extensive New York Times magazine story titled The Secret History of the Push to Strike Iran. The story says it's based on accounts with dozens of current and former American, Israeli, and European officials. Many top American and Israeli officials cited on the record. The piece documents the fractured relationship between Israel and the Obama administration on a host of issues, especially disagreements over the emerging nuclear talks with Iran. The Israeli government was initially kept in the dark about the early talks that eventually became the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, JCPOA, the deal that President Trump would later withdraw from. The Times reported that Obama saw the deal as the centerpiece of his foreign policy legacy. He would. But for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the newspaper reported that the deal would, according to the Times characterization, be the ultimate betrayal. Israel's closest ally negotiating behind its back with its most bitter enemy. Now think about that. The Times reported that Obama took the possibility of a sudden Israeli strike seriously. American spy satellites watched Israeli drones take take excuse me take off from bases in Azerbaijan and fly south over the Iranian border, taking extensive pictures of Iran's nuclear sites and probing whether Iranian air defenses spotted the intrusion. Obama was on the wrong side. He was on the Iranian side. I told you before he was worse than Neville Chamberlain. He shoveled $150 billion to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. American military leaders made guesses about whether the Israelis might choose a time of the month when the light was higher or lower a time of the year, when sandstorms occur more or less regularly, Military planners ran war games to forecast how Tehran might respond to an Israeli strike and how America should respond in return. Would Iran assume that any attack had been blessed by the U.S. and hit American military forces in the Middle East? The results were dismal. The Israeli strikes dealt only minor setbacks to Iran's nuclear program, and the United States was enmeshed in yet another war in the Middle East. See, that's how the New York Times magazine writes it. Now, this is not the Obama administration's only alleged surveillance actions concerning the nuclear deal. Another action reportedly spied on American citizens. In 2015, the Wall Street Journal cited current and former U.S. officials at the time divulging that U.S. surveillance programs captured communications between members of Congress and Israeli leaders. And None of this bothered Jerry Nadler. Nadler. None of this bothered Elijah Cummings. None of this bathered any of those creeps. Instead, they're busy chasing porn stars and hotels. According to officials cited in the report, the Obama-era National Security Agency zeroed in on targeting Netanyahu himself and those around him. Now, this is fascinating. They interfered with the election. They tried to take out Netanyahu as prime minister. In other words, Obama was Putin. Obama was Putin back then. I remember watching Mark Warner and the others get on their high... The Russians interfered in our. My God! And what did Obama do about it? Nothing. In fact, he copied Putin. He interfered in the Israeli election. But that doesn't bother Mark Warner. Mark Warner. What a freak show he is. One-man freak show. The Journal further reported that the surveillance also swept up the contents... Of some of their private conversations with US lawmakers and American Jewish groups. There's a larger theme of the Obama administration utilizing spy agencies for controversial purposes. As part of the questionable Russia collusion probe, former Obama era national security advisor Susan Rice reportedly unmasked senior members of Trump's presidential campaign. Damn it, why can't we get to the bottom of this stuff? So many of the wrong people winding up going to prison. Is Fox going to promote my Sunday show? It's very, very important, the interview. I mean, I've had it on for three hours. They keep showing uh, our friend uh, Pete Robinson, which is fine for uh, Fox Nation. But this interview on Sunday is very, very important. I hope they'll they'll pick it up a little bit. And uh, Peter Robinson, sorry. I hope they'll pick it up a little bit. He's a good guy. And uh, actually promote the Sunday show a little bit because it's a very, very important show. I promote it on the radio here. I do my part. They ought to at least promote a little bit there. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Life, Liberty, and Levin, very, very important show Sunday with Dr. Robert Epstein. And I think you're going to be furious afterwards. I think the president will be too, but it's very, very important that we get this information out now, one full hour with this gentleman ryan westchester new york the great wabc go
4: joe is just biding his time and mark you're bringing me around i'm a big time liberal democrat and the thing you brought me around is on the financial problems of this country we're in dire straits and i believe if the government can't pay its bills what does anything else really mean if you can't pay your bills i look at medicare and medicaid these are two uh programs that were put in place one was free the other one's for our seniors and they didn't fix those problems they just kept throwing money at it by doing it they inflated the problem and created an inflation now they're, ba- back, they're basically you know breaking the back of the american taxpayers and, so and
0: ryan pay- and ryan they keep proposing new entitlements I don't, I don't I don't understand one on top of another they won't even fix what they've created
4: the problem with that is they're just printing up money to pay for all this stuff. But it cannot be – eventually it's going to come due. It's going to break the back of the hardworking American people. And the bottom line is everyone's going to be on welfare. Like I didn't know about your show until like two years ago. Um, a guy on your station, WABC, does a sports radio show on a Saturday night, and this guy loves you. Jonathan Friedman loves you. He talks about you. Good man. He's a good man. Do you know, Jonathan? No,
0: but I've listened to him. He's very, very good.
4: He's a marketing executive. He buys his own time on the air, and he loves you, and he brought me, you know— Basically, to hear about you and learn about your show, here I am. I'm a liberal Democrat up in Westchester County, meaning that I'm really in my home ground there. There's not many conservatives. People say the conservatives are upstate New York. and There's no conservatives around here. I haven't met any in 30 years. They all left. They all flee to Arizona, Florida. They're all gone. But the problem with Texas now is a lot of people from California are moving to Texas. Let me tell
0: you about Texas right now. I'm glad you brought it up. Texas could go purple you not only have a lot of liberals moving into Texas, they destroy California and then they move into Texas. I'm not talking about conservatives, I'm talking about liberals. Uh, same thing happening in other surrounding states. But decades and decades and decades of open borders has had a consequence, given that Texas is really right on the border with Mexico. And over time, when people come into this country legally and illegally, and they have children and it goes on and on and on and on, Uh, This is why the Democrats want the border open. This is exactly why. This is why they don't want any identification when you vote. They call it racist. This is why the Democrats are doing all this, destroying our immigration laws, because they want those borders open. They see it as power. They see it as destroying the remaining red states, particularly the border states. Look at Arizona. Arizona's teetering. Nevada used to be Republican. California used to be Republican. Texas was bright red. I can go on and on. Even New Mexico would vote Republican, and uh, and now Florida is is uh, kind of hanging by a tooth. So here we are. Here we are, and and we'll reach a point maybe in five years or ten years where we can't win the Electoral College or the popular vote. Ryan, I want. Hey Ryan, I'm going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Okay.
4: I, I can't believe I've never won anything in my life.
0: Well, you didn't win it. I'm giving it to you, and you deserve it. And read it and enjoy it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We have been working feverishly to find the, uh, the charity that we want to get funds to, and we have found it, and I'm getting it now, uh, where 100% of the donations reportedly go to... Uh, the cause that they say they're going to. And so I will be announcing that after the bottom of the hour as soon as I have it in front of me. There are many good organizations out there. I've got a lot of friends and acquaintances who've sent me a lot, but I have to decide on one based on the various vetting and criteria that we use here. And we have found it. And so I will give you that name shortly. Now, you may know of uh, charities on your own that you want to give to... Uh, but honestly, I can't just sit here and ignore this, and I don't think any of you can, what's going on in the Bahamas. Those are wonderful people. It's a wonderful place, and they're utterly devastating. The more you hear, the more awful it's getting. Uh, desperate people starving, and they're going to do desperate things to feed their children. And uh, it's right off our coastline. We'll, we'll do what we can from the private sector. Because you and I, we believe in life. We believe in humanity. Unlike Pete Buttigieg. And he was on something, The Breakfast Show. What the hell is The Breakfast Show, Mr. Producer? Oh, a hip-hop show. Oh, pardon me. I didn't know. Pete Buttigieg is on a hip-hop show, The Breakfast Show, uh, today. And has this to say. Go ahead.
5: Now, right now, they hold everybody in line with this one uh, kind of piece of doctrine about abortion, right? Which is obviously a tough issue for a lot of people to think through morally. Then again, uh, you know, there's a lot of parts of the Bible that talk about how life begins with breath. And so even that is something that we can interpret differently.
0: Stop. So life begins with breath. So all you pregnant ladies out there, you're not carrying a life. You're not carrying a human being because life doesn't begin until breath. So life doesn't begin until that baby is delivered. Now, how ridiculous is that? This is a man who rejects science. This is a man who takes the Bible and twists it. I despise this guy. I truly do. I truly do, because he's been doing this now repeatedly. He's wrapping the Bible and Christianity into the most radical, radical approach when it comes to abortion and life. And the host, I'm pro-choice, too. Go ahead. Uh, I'm pro-choice. Pick up uh, me, too. But I think no matter where you think
5: about the the kind of cosmic question of how life begins.
0: It's not a cosmic question, you idiot.
5: It's science. It's science. Go ahead. And get on the board with the idea of, all right, I might draw the line here, you might draw the line there, but the most important thing is the person who should be drawing the line is the woman making the decision.
0: hmm No, actually, that's not the case. Society gets to make certain decisions about right and wrong and lawful and unlawful. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. That's a human being. Another human being doesn't get to decide to kill it. This is just my opinion. This is the way it used to be. But he just said that unless the baby has taken a breath, it's not a baby. It's a choice. That's all. Now, I would ask you ladies in the suburbs, do you really believe this stuff? Because they're saying this stuff to you because they think you believe it and they think they're going to win your vote. Shouldn't you be the ones most repulsed by this? Look at your children. Look at your babies. Do you really believe that they weren't babies until they were delivered? Women carrying those babies all these months, watching what they're eating, watching their behavior... Going to the doctor, trying to make the right decisions. It's not a baby until birth. Tell me, what do women say who are pregnant? Who are who are obviously visually pregnant? Do they say I'm carrying a fetus? Is that what they say? What does a what does a husband say? I can't wait for the fetus to be born? The left is taking us into a very dark and bleak and hateful place, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back.
4: Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at
2: 877-381-3811.
0: You pregnant ladies out there, you ladies who've been pregnant, what do you say? Wow, that fetus really kicked me this time. No, you say my baby kicked me. I feel my baby moving. It's amazing how many left-wing men are so quick to dismiss life but conservative men who defend it are told to butt out. Isn't it amazing? Nobody tells the left-wing men to butt out. All right, folks, we have got a lot of recommendations from family and friends, and I can only tell you whether you agree with what I'm going to propose or not. If you have a charity that you want to uh, donate to, by all means do it and do it quickly. I encourage you to if you'd like to. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but we're going to go ahead and link to BahamasRedCross.org slash donate, Mr. Producer. Go ahead and put it up on my social sites. And uh, this is the Bahamas equivalent of the Red Cross. We looked at other sites, but they required mail money or wire money. There are other wonderful sites that are run by uh, uh, vets organizations, uh, other sites run by wonderful resorts and so forth. But I'm I'm really not in a position, excuse me, to know enough about them. We've now spent two and a half hours during the breaks and otherwise digging into this. Uh, We asked a couple of offices on Capitol Hill what they recommend. People we trust, they recommend this. But again, feel free to do what you wish. Uh, But I I want you to know that uh, for the Levinites out there in the Mark Levin show, one thing I'm sure of, that this is legit. That's BahamasRedCross.org slash donate. We will have that link. On Mark Levin Show Facebook and Mark Levin Show Twitter. Again, it's not the American Red Cross that I'm aware of; it's the Bahamas Red Cross, right, Mr. Producer? That's as I see it here. Bahamas Red Cross. So uh, you can go to bahamasredcross.org/donate, and they are desperate in the Bahamas—absolutely desperate. And it's a it's a lovely place with wonderful people, and they are starving. And the civil society is breaking down now, I read. Lawlessness is taking a hold, because people are starving. They want to take care of their children. This is a small, relatively small country, very small country, a relatively, you know, inadequate ability to to take care of those people certainly by our standards and so they need our help I I note that a lot of the wonderful top rescue teams from all over our country have headed over the Bahamas, the Coast Guard's heading over there other parts of the United States military and uh, we Levinites can do our part too we don't need the government to tell us we don't need anybody to tell us so uh, it's very simple to do. They have a uh, a short form. I'm sending it to that page. You give in your name, you give your address, email, phone, your donation amount, and the credit card, and the credit card number, and so forth. It's all tax-deductible, I'm sure. So again, I want to strongly encourage you to go ahead and participate, because that's what we Levinites do. Or any other charity that you think will get aid to them, as quickly as possible. So after two hours, that's the best I can do. All right. Again, I want to thank family and friends and acquaintances and strangers for sending all their ideas. But uh, I hope you'll check them out and I hope you'll give them whatever you can because they're going to need it. There's no question about that. You know, Democrats have been busy this summer hatching a socialist health care plan behind closed doors That's designed to be a major down payment on Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All scheme. It's a scheme because Medicare for All would entirely eliminate Medicare. Not only that, it would eliminate all private health insurance. It would eliminate employer-supported health insurance. It would eliminate all union health care plans. And all of you have earned these plans. You've paid into these plans. You negotiated these plans. Democrats want to force all Americans into a massive $32 trillion Soviet-style medical experiment where government bureaucrats, units, offices, layers of red tape decide what treatments you can and cannot receive. Nancy Pelosi thinks it's swell, and she's been pushing for drug price controls from the get-go. The only question I have is, will Republicans in the Senate stop all this, including Pelosi? Or will they cut a deal that will come back to bite us later? It's a good question. Because some Republicans, including some technocrats in the bureaucracy, seem to have bought into price controls. Socialism is not the answer. It's a cancer. Just look at what healthcare is like in countries like Venezuela, Cuba, and China. Or even countries like Britain and Canada. Nobody leaves the United States for medical treatment in Canada or Britain. Certainly not dental care, I can tell you that. Look at all the access restrictions and the rationing and the wait times and the unavailability of cutting-edge drugs. This is not the path the U.S. should head down. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Once again, I want to encourage everybody listening to please help our, our friends in the Bahamas who have absolutely nothing and who are struggling to live a couple hours off the Florida coast. That's that's where they are. The bad luck of the hurricane hitting the Bahamas. Hurricanes almost never hit the Bahamas like this. And what I'm encouraging you to do is go to BahamasRedCross.org slash donate. Again, there are other groups out there. I just can't vouch for all of them. There's too many of them. I can't vouch for them, but this is a traditional uh, operation, as you know. It's the Bahamas Red Cross, and they do take uh, credit cards, and that's the key. It's the really the quickest way to move funds into this uh, into this life-saving effort. That's exactly what it is. So I'm encouraging to donate to the Bahamas Red Cross. And your donations, I mean this, are going to save people's lives. They're going to save people's lives. All right. Oh, by the way, there's a commercial. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? It was quick for Life, Liberty, and Levin. Oh, there it is. Good. Very cool. Look, the weekend's here. The weekend's here. It's Friday night on the East Coast. Friday evening on the West Coast. Friday something everywhere. You're going to get, you know, a little bit of rest, a little bit of entertainment, watch the kids play baseball, whatever. Just swing over, if you would, to uh, to BahamasRedCross.org slash donate. 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. You can give more, certainly. Not only that, it's going to make you feel better. Have you noticed that? I much prefer to give than to get. I really do. I much prefer to give than to get. I like to think I'm pretty generous. It'll make you feel a lot better, too. All right. Let's see. Emmanuel, Rockville, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go.
11: How you doing, Bob?
0: All right, sir.
11: Yeah, I just wanted to say, look, I am a Democrat. But I think I have to agree with you. And I, I listen to your station all the time. Thank you. But I had to agree with you about the Democrats that you played last night, about cows and beef, and then you just talked about uh booty dead, uh about babies uh not babies until they breathe. I mean, when I listened to you play those sound bites, it really turned me off. hmm To be honest. You
0: you, you wanna know why, Emmanuel? Because you're a caring human being. That's why. And they, what things these people are saying are insane.
11: I mean, those two cuts you played last night, and I really listened. I can't remember whether it was the senators or whatever it was, but you played two cuts last night, and it, it was just crazy. It was people that's running for the presidency.
0: Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't eat hamburgers? They lost their minds? Yeah. I mean all this Hamburgers time. and straws? You're going to save the planet hamburgers and straws
11: oh man it was incredible mark and i listen to you all the time not that i agree with everything but man look you got some stuff going on where well I, thank I you pay attention to you know what i mean and and, and i just shook my head and i say the man is right this is ludicrous
0: i i love it you're open minded. hey can i send you a book will you read it
11: yes absolutely
0: All right, and call back again. William Emanuel, don't hang up. I want to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Thank you. I want people to listen who don't always agree with me. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to Brent, Los Angeles, California. The great 870, the answer. We will be in California, won't we, Mr. Producer? I'm going to be in California before I take Brent's call, October 6th. At the 2019 Town Hall, the great K-R-L-A. And tickets are available right now. And they're going to be gone, trust me. We're going to have a wonderful time at the Pasadena Convention Center. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, Sebastian Gorka, and me. What a brain trust right there. Tickets for this event will sell out. So get your tickets today, ladies and gentlemen. If you sit back and wait, you're going to miss out. You can go to Town Hall 2019. That's am870.info. What do you want me to do, Rich? All right. Should I take a call? Can I do that? Brent, back, back to Brent. I'm sorry. Los Angeles. Go ahead.
2: Hi, Mark. Yeah, I, you just you make me feel so good and hopeful. And just listening to Emmanuel, I loved what he had to say. Me too. Um, when you said that you find Buddha gag, somebody you detest, I detest him, too, but I find him grotesque. And the reason I find him grotesque and he's detestable is that he wraps himself in the Bible as mm-hmm. if he somehow he stands for God and morality and truth when everything about him is homicidal. It, it's like Planned Parenthood practicing homicidal health care, and they want to expand mm-hmm. it out to the third world now so to save the planet because you know, there are too many people. It's just
0: they're, you know, they, they wrap themselves in humanity, and are they not anti-human beings when you listen to these people?
2: To the progressive world, human beings are a virus, a cancer.
0: There's mm-hmm. something,
2: a detestation to the planet. It's, it, the, the, these are
0: Satanists. <laughs> this is just demonism. I agree with you, Brent. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back.
1: love in.
0: Nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically. We'll keep dreaming. twenty sixteen the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. Now these big tech companies that restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't want them using my web history or video searches against me. That's why I use ExpressVPN every time I go online. When I use ExpressVPN, these tech companies can see my IP address. They can't see it at all. No. My identity is masked and made anonymous. Plus, ExpressVPN, which is the best, has the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and Internet bad guys. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com. mark That's expressvpn. Dot com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit com slash mark to learn more. You know, Saturday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, which I believe they run at 7 p.m., we're going to have two former attorneys general, Ed Meese and Mike McKenzie. This program, which had been aired, was uh, preempted because of a mass shooting. It's a fascinating program on Saturday, 7 p.m., Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific. Big, big show Sunday. 10 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Pacific. Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. You're not going to want to miss this show. You've never heard me say that before. You're not going to want to miss this show. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you. I am blessed to be here purchasing Unfreedom of the Press, watching Life, Liberty, and Levin, listening to me on the radio here. I cannot thank you enough. In honor of you, America, every Friday. folks, BahamasRedCross.org slash donate, please. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all first responders, law enforcement. God bless you. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Riff. -Riff. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. We always are thinking about you. America... Have a safe weekend, and God bless you. See you on Monday.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.